movies in 4K. Welcome to episode number 18. I am Bill Shetty. I am Lady Phantom. And this is our regularly scheduled episode, Lady (laughs) Phantom. We've been doing a lot of bonuses and stuff. And this is our typical Thursday release, which you have for the rest of 2020. Yeah, with no guests this time. That's it. We got to get these tips out. We got tonight's episode, and then we're going to have one more when the Phantom and I are alone to wrap up the 4K tips. And then we got a huge announcement what we're going to replace that with, but you got to wait. Yeah. So we hope you like it as yes. much as we do. <laughs> I know. I think it's a really cool idea and it gives you some more reviews. I'll just say that. Yes. So let's get this show underway. All right, Miss Phantom, what hit the wire? I found this article. I just find it very interesting. It is something that has been going on for <laughs> ever. But it's just gaining traction right now because of all the changes in the world that some of them are for better. I hope this is one of them. Basically, it's the fact that women are being over-medicated because of male-dominated drug trials. Wow. Yeah, it's just this thing, you know, for a very long time, everything has been based around males and drug trials are no exception. They found or they have found recently that women are showing side effects and stuff of the sort with medications way more than men. Basically, because in trials, like in drug trials, they basically do them around men. And Mm. it's not only because of the body weight or the size. There are different things. I mean, we are different and our bodies work different. You're not saying this has anything to do with the vaccine they're working on, is it? No, 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 no. I'm talking about drug trials in in general. general. Uh Uh-huh. So that is, I I find that very sad that, I mean, women, we make half of the population of the world, if not even a little bit more, and yet we are vastly underrepresented in drug trials and in many other aspects of society. Mm, that's interesting. I never would have thought that ever. Yeah, I know that it's very odd to hear that, right? So is there something that's going to be changing? Well, it's a matter of time to see. Like right now, people are starting to actually notice that. So hopefully now people start to actually represent both males and females at the to the same extent in drug trials and everything else so they can have an accurate representation so basically this was a eyes open report yes something like that. yeah, yeah that's uh, interesting yeah unfortunately I never would have thought of that. yeah and that's right i don't know who would swing it towards males anyway it's just look It says, women historically were excluded from clinical trials because of potential risks to individuals of childbearing potential. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. Okay, but the consequence of this inequality hides in plain sight today. Basically, most drugs are prescribed to women and men at the same dose. Because since, I mean, they were tried on men, they worked, right? 
So let's do the same with women. Well, no, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Wow. So here is to hoping that women are represented in every aspect of society equally. There you have it, Lady Phantoms. Breaking news and mine. With all this COVID talk and everything, I wanted something a little weird or bizarre this week, and I think I just have it. I'm going to play a news clip first. Dreaming about a big old ring on your finger can be pretty common, but sometimes dreams take weird turns. Just ask Jenna Evans. When I woke up in the morning, there was um, there's no ring on my finger. The 29-year-old says it all started with a wild dream about jewelry thieves. I was having a very uh, action-packed, exciting dream um, about a cargo train and some villains, very James Bond. And in the dream, my fiancé told me that I needed to swallow my engagement ring in order to protect it, I guess. And when she woke up in the morning and it was gone, she had a feeling it wasn't those villains. I couldn't help but laugh at it, and then I had to wake my fiancé up and tell him that I had swallowed my engagement ring. (laughs) A quick trip to the ER, an x-ray, and yep, diamonds in the stomach. I saw, you know, my my rib cage and my spine and my engagement ring just sitting right there, waiting to be found. Jenna says doctors recommended not letting nature take its course. They didn't want the ring causing internal injuries. Instead, they performed a sparkling sort of surgery. They put a, a, a camera down my throat with a net and they scooped it up and pulled it right out. Now she's got her ring back and some wedding toast material about her little midnight snack. I'm so grateful that it all worked out so that everybody can laugh about it because it truly is a very funny story. For today, Gotti Schwartz, NBC News. I actually read about that a few days ago. Yeah, I mean, but I never, I didn't go like further into it i didn't like really seek that i I just found i just thought it was funny and and let it go but it like imagine that yeah somebody dreaming about a heist and then (laughs) in your dreams taking off your ring and swallowing it and not being aware that you're doing that that's kind of bizarre that's something because i mean you know talking in your dreams or t- talking in your sleep that that's fairly standard issue sleep walk and yeah. stuff like that so but it goes to this swallowing your ring yes and i have to say they didn't say it in this article but it was a 2.2 carat diamond ring too this was a huge ring oh maybe that's why they said nah don't don't let it just run its course yeah, it was too big ooh, but <laughs> I just thought that was fascinating and wanted to bring that up that that could even happen. We all have vivid dreams that we remember. Yeah. Some more than others. Me, very rarely do I remember a dream. Yeah. Phantom more. Yes. But I found that so bizarre that you're sleeping, you'd have the gumption to take off your ring. A lot of times, like my ring right now, I mean, I got to force it off. Mm -hmm. But I guess if you are in danger of some bad guys taking your ring you take it off no matter what (laughs) but could you imagine like not waking up like okay let's say you get past that point let's say it slides right off but then swallowing this big ring with a huge diamond on it and not feeling that and waking up i can't say because my sleep is so light i wake up for the 
stupidest reasons. So, but I have to say props to this girl for having such cool dreams. Yeah, and that little surgery didn't sound too pleasant either. She no. wasn't like upset about it or nothing. She didn't show any signs of cringing in the video, but to put a camera down your throat with a net and to scoop it back up that way yeah, sounds hurtful to me. Maybe it didn't hurt, but that can't have been comfortable. Exactly. So there you have our current events from The Phantom and Bill Shetty, and we're going to roll along. 4K tip of the week this week is going to be one topic, and then this actually covers a subtopic, but it is DNR and digital noise reduction. All right, this is one feature that producers, editors can use when they're making these 4K discs, Miss Phantom. They can soften up noise. They can make things a little less clear. They can make them more clear also if they go the other way. And where this is primarily used, and this is a huge topic of discussion in the 4K world, is during older movies in particular, but newer movies have this, and the one we're covering has a little bit of this too, but it is film grain. Yes. And there is two sides to this argument. While producing the disc on older movies, specifically shot on film, how far should they go with trying to remove the grain? The Phantom and I are alike. We want the least amount of grain possible while not diminishing the clarity. And this is where I feel there is a happy medium. I feel if it's a heavily grainy movie, one that just did not transfer well, I feel they should be obligated to get rid of most of that. A lot of time they don't, Lady Phantom. As you know, when they convert something to 4K, this is much better detail than we've ever seen before. So when you have film grain that's noticeable and then you're up converting it to 4K, it becomes a hindrance to me. It becomes way more noticeable. We have reviewed a couple of these movies and talked about it. Bram Stoker's Dracula is definitely one where they did not use this during production of the disc at all. And it was overbearing to me. I would have rather watching that on DVD or something with less grain, less fidelity, might not been as clear and detailed, but that takes me personally out when it's heavily in the movie and so noticeable because 4K TVs are bright, vivid, sharp, and detailed. So it highlights the grain, too. Yeah, if there's a scene, a certain scene, specifically sometimes in darker scenes where all you can see is grain, it's just distracting. It has to take you away from the movie. When we reviewed Jaws, I mentioned it in one scene in the dark. It was there and it was so visible that it really got me out of the movie for a second, only for a second, but it did. Yes, and we mentioned that in Jaws. There was grain in certain times. Yeah, And sometimes they probably didn't want to do it because they wanted more clarity, more depth. Because remember, when you get rid of film grain with this noise reduction, you are lowering the sharpness of the picture because they got to smooth out that grain to make it meld. I personally think there's a happy medium. 
any older movie that has noticeable grain on it, I feel they should use the DNR to tamp it down a little. I'll suffice a little bit of that brutal sharpness that you get with a brand new digitally shot movie like 1917. I'm not expecting 1917 with a 1980 movie. Exactly. But you do want the smoothest experience you can have while having clarity and color and popping and everything. Right. Two more things on this fact. There are people that stand by raging with blood coming out of their eyes in this that they want film grain intact. Yes. And I find no arguing with them because they can't be reasoned with. (laughs) Well, I mean, you like what you like. And if these people like that film look, that grainy look, that maybe it's because it's, I don't know, raw, whatever reason they have, well, good for them. But I I don't understand Phantom, and we're probably going to hurt some of our listeners out there, but it's you'll know where we're coming from for uh, gradings is if you want all that grain, you want it so visibly present, and these are usually the people that want the um, original experience, let's say, Mm -hmm. and want a mono track, a one (laughs) speaker track. I don't get that. We're in a digital age. We're in the clarity, vivid, detail age that's enjoyable that makes things look so much better than they did decades past now i understand if it's a classic movie it's one of yours but i'm gonna say this right up front my number one film of all time is the texas chainsaw massacre i think it was a masterpiece it still holds up today it's just a hardcore scary freaky movie that excels in all aspects of filmmaking to me now i'll just say godfather is up there too it's right i mean that's on the horror slant and godfather's overall but i bought a german copy of that as you know we said it 4k display everywhere and the grain was intact and it looked worse than i ever seen it and yes leatherface was a little more clear his mask had a little more detail, but I'll tell you what, it took me completely out of the film. Hence, I sold it, got more than what I paid for it, and then just went back to the Blu-ray, which also has grain, but bearable. Yeah, and the Blu-ray looks good. It looks actually very good. But yeah, that, that 4K, it was really distracting. Maybe this is a question for you fans out there. And if you want to comment on BillShetty.com under the guest book, because we have spoken directly to people who love grain and we try to get inside their heads because we want to be fair on all fronts. I get that you want the movie more detailed and all these older releases, there are no doubt that come on 4K are more detailed. You haven't seen them this clear before. But at what expense? Exactly. And the thing is that too much grain, it's not just that, oh, I don't like how it looks. It actually takes you out from the movie. And you want to keep being immersed in that experience in that moment. That's what I feel. So maybe a lot of these people are still immersed. And maybe they can get past seeing all the snow and grain on the screen. And we're talking about heavy. 
And as you notice, fans out there, we mention this when we cover a movie that has grain. We'll say it, that it was tolerable, it was minimal, or it was mediocre, or this scene, wow, it really stood out because it was bad. It had a lot of grain. Now, the final tip on this is you, as an owner of a 4K TV, have the option per movie to turn on digital noise reduction on the TV. Mm-hmm. It's a pain. Yeah, because, I mean, you don't want to be going like, oh, let me go to settings again. Yes. Um, yeah. 4K TVs have more settings than have ever been out known to man in any other technology of TVs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's so many settings, but this is one setting you can turn it on, and usually TVs have low, medium, high so if you really don't like it, you have an option of minimizing it. And here's the thing, and this will be my final point. I think that this should be produced personally, and you'll know the ones that are. You get the feeling that it was smoothed over a little bit. You, After you've seen a lot of movies, you know the ones that are produced that they try to tamp it down. And we've covered several of the older ones that have done that. I appreciate that personally it might sacrifice one tenth of the clarity but i want the overall look to be the best it can be and when you have a lot of grain to me it hurts because it's emphasized on a 4k tv it's not like you've seen it in the theater you don't see these snow all in the theater screens yeah and you never did back in the 60s 70s and 80s either phantom Mm -hmm. because it was smoothed over and the technology wasn't ahead of itself. You know, they were playing it on 35 millimeter or 70 millimeter, and that's what you got. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's our tip of the week. DNR, if you have a thought on that, let us know on the guest book. Now it's time to get into a movie I actually can't wait to talk about. From 2017, Kong Skull Island is listed in four genres, Lady Phantom. Yes, it is. That is action, adventure, fantasy, and sci-fi. I'm pretty cool with all of them. I think even sci-fi. I'm dropping sci-fi. Really? Right fam? out. You have said sci-fi needs to be about the future and this and that this is fantasy i mean come on it's about the past what has every other king kong and godzilla movie been under lady phantom science fiction right it's a science it's a fictional character it's a fictional character not a scientist thing Wow. I'm, I'm going to go with fantasy here. I mean. Oh, well, it's definitely fantasy, too. I mean, I am agreeing with you there. I I can't drop sci-fi. We're going to have to come to some agreement. You don't see well, my point. 
Typically, King Kong, Godzilla has always been science fiction. A lot of people add horror. It's not horror. I don't know why. I mean, it's not about scientific stuff. It's not. There's archaeologists here, and they're going back in time in this movie. They're not going back in time. It's happening in the 1970, what, three? Phantom, what is the reasoning for getting out there is to do studies of the earth and stuff like that, that this island's never been found and things. Okay. All right. Let's leave it. But then you're not allowed to drop science fiction in other movies that deal with the past just because they're dealing with the past. No, I'm not just saying dealing with the past. I mean, it's a science fiction. It's a monster movie. It's science fiction to me. It's not space science fiction. Okay. But, and it depends on the movie if I'm going to argue with you or not. So you're cool with leaving it in science fiction? Yeah. All right. So we got four genres. Who directed this bad boy? This bad boy was directed by Jordan Vaught Roberts. No, this guy. <laughs> nope. Never heard his name before. All right. And we have several stars. Why don't you pop out a few? Tom Hiddleston. Samuel L. Jackson, Brie Larson, John C. Riley, John Goodman, Corey Hawkins, John Ortiz, uh, etc. Oh, Toby Kebbell. Yeah, there. That's true. Yeah, Tian Jing. It was nice to see John Ortiz, who was in one of my favorite movies of all time, Carlito's Way. Much older here. <laughs> I've seen him in cool. other stuff, too. All yeah. right. What is that synopsis of the movie on IMDb? After the Vietnam War, a team of scientists explores an uncharted island in the Pacific, venturing into the domain of the mighty Kong, and must fight to escape a primal Eden. Wow. <laughs> Great uh, description. Yeah. I am di I'm going to stop giving crap to IMDb for a while because it's coming up with good things. Yeah, the last three episodes, I think, three yeah, or four they episodes, have been good. they've nailed it. When you only have one sentence to put up there... Could be very hard, mm -hmm. but that covers this on a whole. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So this starts on this island back in World War II. 1944. Yes. A plane crashes and there's a little fight. We have an American and a Japanese fellow. Yep. And they're fighting. <laughs> to the death. Right. Yeah. Because they both landed on this island. Their planes crashed. And up pops Kong. Yes, and you don't know what happens to them. Exactly. Then we go into credits. Mm -hmm. Then we jump ahead to the Vietnam era days. It's 1973. And we meet John Goodman, who is of head of this organization, Monarch. Yes, Monarch. Monarch. Okay, which does stand for something. I'm not going to be able to recite it. <laughs> But it's basically this government agency that researches myths, creatures, things like that. Mm -hmm. Not aliens, though. No. That would be SETI. Uh -huh. But this is on the other side. I got a feeling maybe they would investigate the Loch Ness Monster, things yeah. like this. Uh -huh. the, the Yeti and stuff yes. like that. Yes. Okay, so he is very adamant. He goes to see a senator to get him on this island that was just discovered. And it's a weird island. It hasn't been inhabited for what they know. 
it's covered by a cloud it's very hard to get there it's that perpetual storm they say yes around it Mm -hmm. good point lady phantom and he has had an incident before so he's a believer in these creatures and myths and things and he wants to get out there to investigate it he wants evidence to bring back because nobody believes this guy yeah this senator is richard jenkins he is you can tell tired of him Mm -hmm. like he's sick of this guy because he's obviously someone who has caused distress let's say (laughs) right with with his crazy theories and the funny thing about this is is they have to get this done before the war ends because of money reasons and the war is just about to end when he's in there so he goes to the senator at this specific time well yeah the senator agrees and the one thing that john goodman wants he wants the military to get them there Mm -hmm. and this is when we get the leader colonel samuel Samuel L. L. Jackson, jackson who is really angry because he feels I'm mean, like he has he looks at all his medals and he's like all this for what i mean you can tell that he is angry about the end of this war like he wants to win be it. there and win it and fight to the end right and all his brigade is ready to go home i mean they're yeah. on call the next day to go home so samuel L. jackson gets a call and he agrees to do this mission with John Goodman. He jumps at it, yes. basically. And we got to bring in Hiddleston. Is that the guy's uh-huh. name? Um, he's a... Uh, Tracker. Mercenary. like Yes. Like he used to be a captain or something, but they took his title away. Right. Uh-huh. And he was in the British Army or something. Yes. Yeah. And also they, they get uh, Brie Larson. She plays a photographer with the name of a man. And they make it very clear that they were expecting a man. But then here she comes and, and Samuel L. Jackson is not happy. Which is extremely funny because it was seeing Nick Fury and Captain Marvel before <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. Oh, you will. Trust me, you will. All right. So... You know the mission's going to happen or you won't have a movie, right? (laughs) So the mission happens. Again, you know we're spoiler free. They get to the island and they're immediately attacked by King Kong. And the funny thing about this, Lady Phantom, is I did read a couple people's reviews Mm -hmm. during the movie. And it's funny. Now, I don't know this to be a fact, but when the latest Godzilla came out, apparently Godzilla's barely in it. I don't know that to be fact uh, to you. I don't know. I haven't seen it Well, either. I heard that got a lot of criticism. Yeah. That Godzilla is barely in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it takes a long time to get to see him. Yeah, not the case here. Yes. King Kong is throughout this movie, the whole thing. And I have to say that I loved his look. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. The best King Kong I've ever seen. I've yeah. seen the originals and... Uh, one with the girl from the ring and <laughs> yeah the thing is that it's i even made this comment throughout the movie is like he is gorilla like but he's way more than that he looks so cool it looked real it, absolutely real it's yeah. not an animated a, thing yeah but in a, he he looks like a species all on his own right oh it's amazing so let's get through this opening they get attacked some of them survive some of them die they band together in two different factions because 
the when helicopters have went down. Uh-huh. So one is on the um, colonel side, the Samuel L. Jackson with a few people. And the other side is the girl, Brie Larson and Hiddleston and a few more people. Uh-huh. Okay. So on the one side, they're just fighting to stay alive. And on the other side, they come and meet actual natives and I don't think this is a spoiler, but this is a key part of the movie, and I got to say it. It might be small spoilery. Is This is when we meet John C. Riley. This is an American guy that fought in World War II. He has survived and is on this island and has incorporated into this tribe, even though they don't speak. Yeah, and they He's have learned their ways. Him. Exactly. Right. And that's where the other half of this convoy happens so there's backstory on this of what's happening and then samuel jackson's group they want to go after kong he is so ridden because kong has killed many of his men he sees king kong as the enemy and that's all his focus is on Mm -hmm. not even so much getting off this island because they have a rendezvous in 48 hours was it something like that yeah something like that to get to the other side of the island when they're going to pick them back up but samuel jackson could care less he wants this enemy so that's his side and the other side you're learning a backstory which i really appreciate yeah this movie has a lot of backstory that's all i'm going to say with the story yeah because it's 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 too you know you have a lot of battles with king kong and stuff like that and there's constant action scenes happening but what we can talk about, Lady Phantom, is there's other creatures on oh, this yes. island. Bigger than normal. So we get big spiders, like monster-sized spiders. Yeah, and a huge stick bug. Yes. Uh, that was so cool. Like, the creatures that you see in this movie are so cool. And they are not fake-looking at all, except for very tiny parts but it's like almost not important. They yeah, are I so cool looking. I didn't even see that, the tiny parts. I mean, if you're so critical looking at one thing and stopping and f- pausing and going yeah, frame they by were frame, just maybe. Like, but like very quick moments, like not even important enough to take points from or there's anything. There's big lizard-like things. Oh, there's yes. big birds. There's monstrous ants. It's a land of gigantism. <laughs> yeah, These are things that have apparently survived through dinosaur age. Yeah, like at some point during the movie, you see the the skeletons of Kong's parents. And Uh and these people are as big as one of their fingers. It's like, what? And that was just as fascinating, maybe even more so than Kong to me. Yeah, it it was really cool. Because while they're traveling through jungle scenes and stuff like that, they're coming across these other creatures and it was momentous to me like it was so exciting once you first seen another creature outside of kong like i was not expecting this at all in this movie but it makes total sense that's the cool thing that well by the story that we can't say going by the yes yeah but you i mean you get if you have something like kong you know, like, why not other creatures? So, it, it, like, it makes total sense. And about the other creatures, I want to say that I appreciate this way more than the actual King Kong by Peter Jackson, the one with, uh, with the girl from The Ring. 
because in that movie there are also other things that are not King Kong. And there's a, a scene that I could never really watch because it grosses me out with some slug things with fangs or something. But those are so, I don't know, like they are so weird that you cannot even put them in a reality. Like you cannot even quantify them. You just know, or I just know they look gross. But on this movie... Nothing is so weird that you cannot recognize what it is and be afraid of it. Yes, and I think that was smart. They yeah. set it on this fictitious island instead of King Kong coming into New York and climbing the Empire State Building because that's where it got ultra fake to me in all the other iterations of King Kong. Although they did make at least the one I, I remember well, the one uh, by Peter Jackson. I mean, it makes sense how he got there. I mean, it was kind of dumb that they would do this. But see, but. I don't agree with you because they're bringing in this element into the United States, basically. And it's so much harder to maintain a level of realism. Yes, that is that, true. And it was so fake. And, you know, <laughs> we can talk about fake, how fake it was then, how fake it is now. No, but it is this true, movie man. did not feel fake to me in the least not yeah. even one percent they're on this island that nobody has ever been before oh and not to backtrack but john goodman and his counterpart they actually get the senator to change his mind and send him on this mission because i liked it because russia was starting to learn about this so we Wanted to be the first, of course, Typical. the United States. And I thought the rating was amazing on this. I've read some reviews of commenters on this that thought this was so stupid. I'm like, what movie do you want? I don't know what more you could want out of a movie. Because this movie has it all. It's got action, fantasy, sci-fi, adventure, comedy, many comedy lines, exciting, thrilling, yeah, caring for the characters. There's many characters in this you generally feel for yes and basically even though it's not a comedy or even close but john c Riley's oh, character is fantastic he should get an oscar for this there's no way a movie like this would ever be nominated or something but he his deserves delivery it. i mean his delivery of all his lines was total perfection and i think i read the, what he said about the ants was ad lib like it was not in the even in the script but the point is not only that i mean john c Riley in this movie he can be like he's nonchalant and, and he's super happy that these people found him because he wants to go home after being stuck in that island forever but then at when when it's time to be serious he turns on a dime and he looks dangerous it's like his acting was yes beautiful i could see some parts like when he was wielding the sword I mean, things could maybe people could roll their eyes if they're not into it, or they were but expecting a different. But you have to get different... into into his character. I mean, as you can imagine, and I don't think it's a spoiler after saying that he is there. He is the guy from the beginning of the movie, and he got stuck there with his Japanese counterpart. But basically, they became brothers. Like they became best friends forever. And of course, this sword that he wields belonged to his friend who i mean who was first an enemy and then became his friend but he was wielding it with honor because 
that's the thing. Like, yes. it was an honorable thing. And while I'll agree that most people would probably call this a popcorn movie, this is so much more than that. That's diminishing it to me mm-hmm. because there yeah. is a very intelligent story here that goes with this land, with natives. It's not like a rival in theory, but there is a competent story woven throughout this that I really appreciated. Yeah, It wasn't just glorious to see these grandiose creatures fighting the interaction with the humans and the natives so worked yeah and while it was so fun and entertaining and action oriented yes there is a deeper mythos here that i really enjoyed and really wanted to know what was going to happen yeah absolutely so i totally love this movie is there anything that you want to pick out phantom before we get to the rating and recommendation pick out not really i mean i didn't like samuel l jackson's character See, but i loved his character but that's not i mean that's that's fine because you were not supposed to like this guy i mean i understood him i understood why he was doing what he was doing i didn't agree with him but oh well but don't you, know, you think it was accurate ac- for what absolutely. he was? Okay, absolutely. so then why are you picking no, it no, out? No, no, I'm a- not picking it out. I'm just saying I didn't like his character. I mean, he was supposed to be an antagonist of sorts. Of course, and, there's uh, always good and bad guys, Phantom. Yeah, but that's good. That's what I'm saying. I didn't like him, but that was on purpose. And he so. wasn't a bad guy either, no, really. he's just an antagonist of sorts. Because if we have learned anything in all the years of seeing King Kong movies is that he's not the bad guy. So <laughs> this guy saw him as the bad guy. And for him, he, he was because he did kill his men. I mean, he was just protecting his territory, but he did kill them. So, I mean, it, it's completely understandable. No, I, 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 I don't think I can really criticize anything in this movie. Oh, uh, the sound in this movie is great. Oh, God. Um, I have no criticisms of this movie. Everything looked real to me. It's unbelievable. And there was probably so much green screen do- going on in this movie. I could spot one scene where I actually thought I noticed, like it just looked a little fake, is when Bree and Hiddleston were standing up on a mountain and the backdrop looked too static, and it shined a little. But that was the only scene where I could say, okay, they're really not out in the jungle. Like, it just had a little bit of a flavor that they wasn't there where they were perpetrating. I don't know. I think they probably were. I will say this. I am blown away by this movie. The effects, the creatures... The reactions, the interactions with these monstrous creatures, with humans, the acting was incredible all away. Even the side characters were really good. And there's quite a few in this. There's quite yeah. a few in the military. There's another scientist guy out there, all so believable during their confrontations and everything. And, oh, my God, I can't believe how much I like this movie. And it's not (laughs) just I like. I am really trying to nitpick this movie to criticize them. Like, there's really. You know, Phantom, I'll pick out criticisms all day on movies usually. Yeah. 
And I just have zero on this except for that one small scene that happened for five seconds I thought looked a little staged. That was it. I'll start. This is a 10. Woo! This movie is amazing <laughs> to me from the visuals to the sounds to the sets to the acting to the cut work. I mean, people, they do not shy away from these creatures attacking. Uh-huh. They show you. Kong is wrestling this Kraken octopus thing. Oh, my God. It never looked more real. I couldn't believe how real Kong fighting a huge octopus looked. And then he eats it, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. And the funny thing, when we were watching that part, I don't know why. Like, I I was looking at Kong and then there's also Brie Larson, I think, in in that scene. And then I was like, release the Kraken. And then after that, that you see this bunch of tentacles go and i was like yes it's a crack <laughs> and then he and then, then kong munches him this, but yeah it's excellent this is a buy you must own it you got to have this in collection if you're not a collector you need to buy this anyway this is highly rewatchable entertaining good story movie show everybody i, I can't imagine anybody not you might not be as high as me you maybe could point out some things you didn't like in it for one reason or another because there is some jokes in the middle of stuff, but it, it's a fun movie. It's a fun atmosphere, but does get super serious. And I loved it. I loved the overarching theme of this movie. I, I am sold. This will be watched many times in this household. This is a definite buy. Phantom? Same. I think this is a 10. It's a... An excellent movie. And I'm shocked. Movie. Are you shocked you're rating this oh, a yeah. 10? I've, I mean, I, I'm not a King Kong fan or a Godzilla fan, personally. I mean, I like King Kong. I mean, he's okay, you know, in general. I am not the biggest fan of action movies, even though I like some very well. I am not the biggest fan of adventure movies. But this movie, it really had it all. It had story, like many times action and adventure movies, especially action, suffer from the writing. Like they just want to get to the pow, pow, and they forget about the blah, blah, blah. But this movie has everything. It has a great story, great acting, great special effects, fantastic music. I mean, like, I, it's, it's really a great movie. And I will say this to me is John Goodman's best performance. I just like this character he was portraying. He wasn't over the top. He really didn't have a comedy role. There might've been a couple lines in there, but he wasn't a comedic guy mm-hmm. and he was more serious. You know, he wanted everybody to know what he had seen. He wants to bring it to life. He wants everybody to think he's not crazy because he's not, because he's been in yeah. this situation before. Yeah, and this was my favorite John C. Riley's character. Oh, yeah. I've, I think I like John C. Riley in every movie. He's me been too. In personally. I mean, me too, because he is he incredible is, in he, general. He is underrated, in my a opinion. Very. Yes. I he, think that. Yes, he always slants comedy side. I mean, he's a very, and, and he's a respected actor. He has been also in. in a few but dramatic he's not roles making the big bucks he's like no. fifth on this list and i think he deserved an oscar for this movie i mean he he this is really my favorite of his characters and i've seen him in a lot of things but here i just that part when he was super super serious and like he meant you know he had murder in his eyes at some point 
I mean, you just saw him making a joke five seconds ago, and then he gives you this. That is a good actor. Yeah, and of course, Samuel Jackson does have some oh, of his famous lines. Yes, this. that if worked. You, they worked. I'm sorry. If they you worked. want to see Samuel L. Jackson saying what you know he's gonna say, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, he curses out Brie Larson, so you have that to look forward to. All right, <laughs> let's get yes. to the good stuff. All right, you just heard the Phantom and I rave and rave and rave. This is a 10. This is a must-own movie. Does the Blu-ray 4K disc hold up to that, Lady Phantom? Start with the video. Well, I would say get prepared for a little more raving then. It is, unfortunately, it's not the best because as we mentioned today in the topic, it does have grain. It is minimal. Very minimal, and you lose it. I would say 15 minutes after. Yeah, it, it it gets lost quickly. Sometimes it comes back when it, when there's some wide angle or something like that. But the thing is that one thing that this movie has, and I'm and I really appreciate it, is it has a lot of vivid color. It's oh, super yeah. colorful. It has tons of fire, so you get a lot. Of, oh, also a bunch of close-ups. So you have a ton of scenes where you can't tell grain at all right and you have many specular highlights oh my god and if you don't know what that is out there for you non-4kers it's the little bits of shine you'll see during flames and oh, whatever yes. light, whatever is lighting up they're just small little bits that pop on the yeah screen. there is a there is a bunch of fire in this movie and in many moments you have something like that and i forgot to say while we were doing the the review of the movie it's funny that they are in a completely different environment from Vietnam, as in it's not a war like that, etc. But in, but it feels like they're still in there because they use a lot of camera work and something well, that remember, you have seen before in Vietnam movies. Remember, the war, yes, has ended, but it was the last day, so they still have the artillery. Oh, yeah that yeah, yeah, the yeah. military brings to this island exactly but also some of the camera work had i at least i have seen it in vietnam war movies before and especially that war but that's beside the point you see a lot of things getting like catching fire and you see this little it's like a like you are there i don't know looking at a at a bonfire or something you can see those how do you call them again specular highlights that they look so good oh my god i i told you get get ready for more raving here this disc is totally impressive it is unbelievable the grain that the phantom mentioned i gotta say how it is it's on the wide scenes the very wide photography scenes uh-huh. very minimal like super minimal nothing that you're gonna say oh my god there's film grain it was shot on film and there is a lot of cgi this is a 2k up convert this is not done in 4k oh my god the quality of this disc i mean after those little bits that phantom talked about to me i never noticed it after the first 15 minutes Mm mm-hmm even when Phantom said they might have went to a wide landscape shot and you've seen a distant sun or something, it might have been so minimal, but you were already invested in all these bright, vibrant, dark, deep, luscious, 
goodness that you don't even notice it since then. I stopped noticing the very minor grain phantom probably after 10 to 15, 20 minutes, somewhere in there. I never noticed it after that. Mm-hmm. Like there was just so much action and so many things happening. Even when they're just standing around talking, you're surrounded by mountains and greenery and little creatures and bugs flying around there's so many things happening on this screen and you get so many close-ups of kong's face of people's face of like wide angles with kong coming into the foreground right up to the camera oh my god kong's eyes yes the highlights on his eyes they look orangey and they are beautiful Yes, and if you want to look up the actual cover art of the disc, there's a scene that plays in that, and it looks so gorgeous. It's like when the sun is setting, and you see Kong in the background, and it gets so bright, but Kong is so focused, and there's so much detail, and you see the mountains on the side, and and you'll see like little bugs and creatures flying oh, yeah. around all the time. And that's why I'm saying that minor, minor grain, the least amount you could probably have in a film, you know, without mm-hmm. completely hiding it. Yeah. Everything else hides it anyway because it's so bright, rich. And, and there there's are so, so much many happening things happening. Yeah. Like there's one scene where, where someone, I, I think that with a sword, they kill a kind of bird. It's more like little dinosaurs but like kind of a bird and it's just in the middle of the screen and you see it happen and it looks great oh great editing here too i mean for the action scenes amazing you don't miss anything but they don't dwell on anything long enough for you to say oh that's fake yeah i loved it it was done so well all the interaction that these actors had to go on with with knowing these creatures ain't there yeah you have to give it to them it's unbelievable i mean you would never not think they were there yeah you have to give it to them they were amazing the actors like because you that's the great thing about a movie like this like you really buy when the actors are good you buy that they are living through this but here i mean obviously there was not a gigantic thing there right i mean they make you believe it even all the little bugs flying around, those were all digital and they don't look it at all. At all. It's amazing to have that clarity and then for it not to look like fake creatures. That's what's amazing to yeah. me. This is stellar. This is stellar, the video. Okay. The audio is off the charts stellar. This is reference material. Show this to anybody. If you got the full Atmos set up, or even surround. I mean, it is so great, man. There is sound all around you, all during this movie. Yes. Remember, you got a lot of gunfire happening, a lot of action scenes, a lot of weird creature sounds. Yeah, a lot of things overhead. Yep, a lot overhead, running around you, on the side of you. It is everywhere. This is a top-tiered audio disc by far. This is a go-to disc. To listen to. yeah the overhead speakers and the back speakers got a workout in yeah this movie. and the bass too as oh, you yeah. know these are big creatures so they thump and they rumble and it growls and you feel it yes 
And if you like 70s music, there's a lot of oh, great yes. music Good. in I'm this glad movie. I didn't want to forget this. Yes. Not only the score, uh-huh. the soundtrack, the actual 70s music and beyond was excellent. I mean, I liked all the songs personally. Yeah. And they, the, the thing I mean, that they music have like that, stardust in this. Yeah. Music like that, it helps you be in that moment, in the 70s. You know where this is taking place. Yes. You, if you've seen any Vietnam movie, this is the music that's in this. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's get to the special features, Lady Phantom. Yeah, we have a few of them, and they are really good. We have Creating a King, a two-part exploration of the rebirth and recreation of an iconic monster. Monarch Files 2.0, it's a companion archive. Dive deep into the organization and Monsterverse mythology. Tom Hiddleston, the intrepid traveler, joined the actor on a tour of the film's breathtaking locations. Deleted scenes, director's commentary, and more. All right, here's the time, Phantom. What is that grade? We said this is a stellar disc. I am giving it an A. Me too. I cannot go to A+. Because yes. of that tiny bit of grain I that is present somewhere. It is, it is noticeable in the first, like I said, I don't remember, 15, 20 minutes. After the initial action scene, then you get to these dialogue scenes so they can set it up to get out to this island. Yeah. Those were mainly the scenes. Once you're on the island, it disappears. Yeah. Yeah. It's so- never noticeable. And you just heard we're not fans of grain at all. But I'm with Phantom. I cannot hit an A-plus on this solely for that because you do notice it. It's not blaring. It doesn't take you out of the film. But you do see it in those scenes. You see it. And on a digital movie like this, for the most part, interaction, it's more noticeable than maybe basically just like if it was a you know a straight-up drama or something. Yeah, but it's definitely reference material. It's A, and please don't get it in any other way that is not 4K. Yes, yes, this is so worth it. This is an A. I want to hit an A-plus on this so bad because it's a 10-rated movie to me also, but this is highly worthy. You have got to get this disc. If you have a 4K setup, listen to The Phantom and I, This movie is so worth it. You're going to have so much fun. Even if you're not the biggest sci-fi fantasy fan, just sit back and enjoy it for what it is. You're not going to learn anything. This isn't a heady movie by no means. Just have fun with it. This is what it's about. It's just just be in awe at what was created during this movie. It's so impressive. It's, it's unbelievable. Beautifully crafted. It's and you amazing. do have an interesting story, too. This isn't just popcorn. There is some backstory. We didn't cover it at all. We didn't even touch on it. But there is a reason why things are happening. Let's put it that way. That's going to wrap up episode 18. I am Bill Shetty. That girl sitting across from me is Lady Phantom. 
And we want you to go to BillShetty.com and sign that guest book, huh, Phantom? Of course. We always respond and we always appreciate your comments. If you want to give us suggestions, you know we get to them. We are looking at different suggestions in all our bonus episodes and we have a lot of them. Also, some written reviews for you to check out. And of course, check us out also on uh, Horror Movie Weekly. All right. So for both of us, we'll catch you very soon on another episode of Movies in 4K. Bye.